I want to continue on this issue of profiting from the Word of God, but I want to look at an aspect of meditation that many of us don't focus on. And really, I probably won't call it meditation, but I'll also call it an aspect of meditation. Let me begin by asking you this question. You remember when we started at the beginning of the year? I said that whatever it is you're expecting this year, it will have to depend on the word level that is in you. You remember that? Let me ask this question. What are you expecting this year? Or, actually, are you expecting anything this year? Yep. What are you expecting? I don't feel like I should say. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's, but, we are not expecting it from us. You're expecting it from who? What are you expecting? I want a big house, twins. Okay. <laughs> a big house, twins. Wait, wait, wait. That's an expectation, right? Well, you see straight away... You've revealed something about your expectation. Do you know what it is you've revealed? You said it's embarrassing. Mm. Imagine a woman who says, I'm expecting, and she says, I'm embarrassed. What do we mean when we say expectation? It means that you are pregnant with something. I want you to hear me because we're going to go into scriptures now. God cannot do anything for you and I if you are not pregnant with something. And many people come asking God for things that they are not pregnant with. That is, without expectations, actually I said something, was it two weeks ago, without desire, God can do nothing for you. Everything that we see in our world is a product of desire. So when we talk about meditating in the word of God, you can't have real meditation if you don't have anything you are expecting to come out of the meditation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The easiest way that the devil uses to fight us is to ensure that we know scriptures but we expect nothing from it. Now, the Bible gives us what God's thoughts are on expectation. In actual fact, God will deal with you and with me according to the degree of your expectation. So there are many people that say that they are waiting on God and yet God is waiting on them. What are you expecting this year? 
that expectation is real to you, have you written it down? If it is real to you, who have you shared it with? Can you imagine a woman who is pregnant? Now we are in a big closet. I don't want anybody to know I'm pregnant. No woman behaves like that. When she's expecting, she wants the whole world to know. Except she's African. <laughs> Except she's African. <laughs> right? And the only reason why the African woman does not want the whole world to know is that she's more afraid of the devil than she is of God. God who gave her the baby, she doesn't trust him to preserve the baby. She's afraid of the witch, the wizard, the warlock, the sorceress. And diviners. And yet, she will be the first one that will quote children at the heritage of the Lord. But the Lord who gave you the pregnancy, you don't trust him to keep the pregnancy for you. <laughs> so really, straight away, your expectation is that the devil is so powerful, he can steal the baby. Yet the same scripture tells you that he that keepeth Israel neither sleeps nor slumber. Therefore he will keep whatever it is committed into his hand in safekeeping. So the first thing as we are going on profiting from the word is that I want each one of you to have an expectation of something that you want the word of God to deliver to you. And please hear me, your expectation cannot be embarrassing because it is what you want, not what I want. If you want a house, that's your expectation, your father will give it to you. If you want twins, that's your expectation, your father will give it to you. Amen, but I'm talking about the twins of Amen. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? Your father will give it to you. Whatever you want. See, when we looked at Mark eleven twenty-four, what did he say? He said, What things soever ye desire. That's your own desire. If you want quadruplets, it's still your desire. We will agree with you, amen. and the Father will give it to you. Amen, amen. If you want six sex, sex plates, or what do they call them? <laughs> sex <laughs> stupid. Your Father will give it to you. Amen. Are you with me? <laughs> now let's look at Scripture. Look with me at Second Corinthians, chapter one, and I want us to read from verse eighteen. Verse 18 to 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. From verse 18, we are going to read to 21. If we have somebody to look at it for me in the message, and maybe somebody to look at it in the Amplified, and then we'll read it from any other translation. Yeah. Okay. In senses, um, because the message, you know, the way it compresses yeah. it, we'll start from 17. That's fine. Um, da, da, da. Are you now going to accuse me of being flipped with my promises because mm -hmm. it didn't work out? Mm -hmm. Do you think I talk out of both sides of my mouth? Mm -hmm. A glib yes one moment, mm -hmm. a glib no the next. Mm -hmm. Well, you're wrong. 
I try to be as true to my word as God is to his. I try to be as true to my word as God is to his own word. Okay, read on. Our word to you wasn't a careless yes, cancelled by an indifferent no. So he's saying that there's no duplicity in our word. There is clarity in the word that we speak to you because we speak like God speaks. If God says yes, it means exactly yes. If God says no, it means exactly no. There's no halfway house in the thoughts of God, in the expressions of God. It's either a yes or it's a no. God is not afraid to tell you yes. And God is not afraid to tell you no. But he then goes on further. Read on. Um, how could it be? Mm -hmm. When Silas and Timothy and I proclaimed the Son of God among you, mm -hmm. did you pick up on any yes and no, on again, off again, waffling? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wasn't it a clean, strong yes? A clean, strong yes. He said, when we proclaim Jesus Christ, the Son of God to you, it was a clean, strong yes. Everybody say clean, strong yes. Clean, strong yes. Okay, now go on. Whatever God has promised gets stacked with the yes of Jesus. Stop. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. I'll say that again so that you hear it. If you want to write it down, write it down. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In the King James, he says, all the promises of God in him, they are yes. Everyone say yes. 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 God has said yes to every promise that he has given you in his word. Because that yes is in Jesus Christ. A strong yes has been stamped on the promises of God. The promises of God are not that, well, I will consider whether if you behave well. I will. Mm -mm -mm. God's promises are stamped yes. But he tells us they are stamped yes in who? Jesus. In Jesus. And then go on. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. Mm -hmm. In him, this is what we preach and pray. The great Amen. God's yes. Okay. Oh, stop. Stop there. This is what I want you to get from there. And then we'll read it in traditional version that you are, uh, are familiar with. Mm -hmm. So this is the apostle speaking to them about the word of God. And he says God's promises has a stamp of yes. A strong yes. And the response that that strong yes elicits from us should be what? Amen. What does amen mean? So be it. If God says yes, what I should be saying is so be it. If God says yes, that I am blessed, so be it. If God says yes, I am saved, so be it. If God says yes, I am delivered, so be it. The problem is, many of us do not expect the yes of God. 
Because the apostle is saying from that scripture there that God's promises. The apostle Peter says that we have been given exceeding great and precious promises. If God has given you promises, God is rich enough to back his word up and give you whatever he promised you. All I have to do is locate what he promised in the word. And when I locate the promises of God where my desires are concerned, it has a strong stamp of yes in Jesus. Are you getting this? Now, if I'm not expecting the yes of God, we have a problem. Because I can be praying and fasting and doing all the religious activity, but I'm not expecting the strong yes of God. Isn't that what Mark 11 is also alluding to again? He says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe. Believe that the strong yes of God has come to play. And you shall have it. Until you recognize that anything God says, God means what he says to you in his word. God means what he says he wants to do for you in his word. Now read that same text for me in the King James. Or maybe in the Amplified. Who's got the Amplified? I've got the Amplified. Have you? Read the Amplified for me. Second <coughs> Corinthians one eighteen Amplified says, But as surely as God is faithful and means what he says. Wait. As surely as God is faithful and means what he says. Sorry? I need to make a call at okay. at it's work. Okay. As surely as God is faithful and means what he says. That means if God says yes, God is faithful to his yes and he means what he says. There is no ambiguity with God. If God, once God says it and it is in his word, see when I got born again, there is one phrase that they taught us. If the Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. That is, I believe God's word. I believe that God is faithful to his word. I believe that whatever God says, no circumstances can stop it. No situation can deny it. God is faithful to whatever he says he would do for me. As long as I can locate it in the Word of God. If I locate it in the Word, the promise is guaranteed. God is faithful to whatever He says. See, the real reason why many of us don't have expectations is that we don't really believe that God is faithful to what He says. If you truly understand the nature of God, and you understand that there is nothing that you want to ask God that is just going to be created for you. God's resources are unlimited. Unlimited. 
irrespective of what the laws of the land says, irrespective of the situation on, in the universe, God's resources have no end. So if you truly believe in the greatness of God, you will have expectation. I'm not talking about believing in religion. I'm not talking about believing in a mode of worship. If you truly believe that God Almighty is great, your expectation will be stupendous. Because you will know that what the Bible says that with God nothing shall be impossible. He says, is anything too hard for me? What is it that you want, that you're expecting this year, that is too hard for God your Father? And until you have this mindset, you will not have answers to prayers. Because you will be self-sabotaging when you come to the place of prayer. Because it's not just what we say in His presence, it is what is going on in your heart. Do you truly believe him when he says he will do something for you? Read on. Our message to you is not yes and no mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who was preached among you by us, mm -hmm. by me, Sylvanus and Timothy, mm -hmm. was not yes and no. Yeah was proved to be yes in him true and faithful the divine yes affirming God's promises the divine that's where I want you to that's stay there the divine yes everybody say divine yes divine, divine yes. yes you see the divine yes must also meet the human yes the human yes is called expectation I'm expecting the divine yes read it again the divine yes affirming God's promises. What does the divine yes do? It affirms God's promises. The divine yes means that if I see it in scripture, it means that this promise is guaranteed. Nothing can shake it. If I see it in the word, nothing can take it away from me again. If the word says it, I believe it and I stand on the authority of the divine yes and I know that God who gave the divine yes will affirm his promises to me. Now I want to read Ephesians 3.20 for me. So it says the divine yes affirms God's promises. Any version? Amplified. Okay. Now to him, by a consequence of the action of his power. The action of his power. See, everything that God is going to do to authenticate the divine yes has nothing to do with your power. It is his own power. Everybody say divine power. Divine, divine power. It is the divine power that will open the door. It is the divine power that will set you free. 
It's not the law of the land. It's not your health situation. It's not your financial situation. It's not your intelligence. It's not anything in you. It is the divine power that will authenticate the divine yes. Go on. Um, that is at work within us. That is, he's saying anytime God speaks to you, there is a release of the divine power that begins to work in you. Do you believe that the power of God is available for everything you are expecting this year or not? I don't say yes. I get frustrated with church folks because we are so quick to say yes without thinking and processing what we are talking about. Because if you are saying yes and I can't see the result or the outworking in your life, do you truly believe what is in your hand? Are you expecting good? Are you expecting great things this year? Are you expecting miracles? Are you expecting things that are unimaginable? Are you expecting open doors for you this year? Are you expecting that your life will go to another dimension of glory, of blessing this year? Or is it going to be the same as last year and then we get to December 31st, we say Happy New Year, we are looking to another New Year and it's the same old, same old, same old. You're still in the same states that you were last year. And God is not a man that he should lie. No, is he the son of man that he should repent? If he says it, he will do it. So the problem is not with God. The problem is with me saying yes without knowing what I'm saying yes to. Do I truly expect to be blessed? Do you expect to be healed? Do you expect God to enlarge your borders? Or do you just quote the scripture and there is no expectation? What are you expecting for this year? I pray that when you leave here tonight, that you will be so hungry that you will go home and you start writing everything you expect down in every area of your life. Because let me tell you, what you are not expecting is not coming. And the problem is not with God. What are you expecting? What are you pregnant with? Don't let's pray empty prayers if we are not pregnant. Because the divine yes affirms God's promises. But God's promises will not walk inside somebody who's saying, I don't have a womb to receive your promise. I'm not expecting anything from you. Read on, man. The power that is at work within us is able to carry out its purpose. The power is able to carry out its purpose. So when God promises, in the promises of God are the purposes of God for your life. In the promises of God are the purposes of God for your life. 
So when he says, for eyes has not seen, ears has not heard, neither has he entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, that has God's purpose to bless you. When he says that you are blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, God simply declares, you're blessed. But now you must come to the place where you expect to be blessed. Do you go out every day with that understanding knowing I am blessed? Because God who said it will affirm it. There is a strong stamp of yes in Jesus for me. God will carry it out with his own divine power. Read on. Uh, to carry out his purpose mm. and do super abundantly. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, the problem is that word super abundantly. First, God is a doer, so God will do. Mm. But your condition, the world we are living in, the circumstances and everyday pressures of daily living, has conditioned your mindset that there is no expectation and therefore we are poor in the things of God. We don't know what it means that Jesus Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We are used to not having enough. We believe in survivor mode. Jesus did not come so that you can survive. If it came so that we can survive, we are of all men most miserable. Yeah. I'll say it again. Jesus did not come so that you can survive. Jesus did not come so that you can get by. I want you to hear me tonight. Open the ears of your spirit and hear. Look at everything around you. In the natural world, everything you see speaks of abundance. It is not possible for you to see one species of a bird and say there's only one of it in a country or in a city or in a town. There's only one bird or there's only one elephant in a place or only one lion or only one fish in the ocean. Everything God does is in super abundance. Therefore, if God's creative order speaks of super abundance, it testifies to the things that God has in his heart for you. If he makes your garden to be so super abundantly rich, what about you who is going to occupy the garden? Have you ever stopped to consider Father Adam? In that Garden of Eden, with all the things that surround him, that was his world. He had super abundance. And Jesus said it in John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life and have it grudgingly, no. Sparingly, no. Survivingly, no. You have it abundantly abundantly so when God gives grace he gives it abundantly 
He lavishes grace on you. So when we read from Ephesians, he said he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ever ask or imagine. Read on. Super abundantly, far over and above all. Super abundantly, far over and above all. Please, wait. When was the last time you had far over and above all? We are still struggling to get you to believe in super abundance, to expect super abundance. It says far over and above all. See levels. Do you see levels there? Super abundantly. That's one level. Far over. That's another level. Above all. That's another level. Jesus comes and conquers for you. That's one level. Then he says you are more than conqueror. That's another level. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Is either this word is true or is not true now? Above all. But listen, if you're not expecting those levels, you will live life at the wrong level. I am, by the grace of God, appealing to your mind, not to your spirit tonight. Because it's your mind that needs to receive these things so that you can process it. That's why I said it's about meditation. Can you think the thoughts of God about you? Or are you satisfied with your own thoughts about you? When you enter the throne room, who do you think God is thinking about you? Imagine if you enter the throne room, you're standing by the mercy seat. Ah, God says, ah, look at this, my wretched child. Oh, poor thing. Can you imagine God speaking like that? That person is wretched forever. (laughs) (laughs) So God always sees you in Christ Jesus. Your life is hid in Christ. Everything that the Father has given the Son, He has given to you. That's why He calls you a joint heir with Christ. Now, if you don't recognize you are blessed as Christ is, you can go through life. And the enemy will batter and bash and batter and bash and will never come into the reality of the fullness of what God has said we are. Finish reading that for me. So, um, far over over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers 
stop. Let's backtrack a little bit. The question I'm asking you today, this year, tonight, are you daring enough to ask? Are you daring enough to ask? Or are you going to ask conditioned by your situation? See, when you are daring enough to ask, your situation is meaningless because God is greater than your situation. When you are daring enough to ask, your age is meaningless because God is greater than your age. That's why it's called the ancient of days. When you are daring enough to ask, you may be impotent. It might have ceased to be with you according to the manner of women. You may be Sarah, you may be Abraham, you may be 100 years old. And God will say, you will still have a child. Because I've said it in my word. You will not be barren. None of you shall be barren and you will still be fruitful and productive. But are you daring to ask? Can you ask beyond the level of your situation? Can you ask above the level of your thoughts? See, the problem is when we come to God and we say, Father, I want you to bless me, you already have an image of what you think the blessings of God is. So you have already capped yourself to your thoughts. And yet in Isaiah 55, he says, my thoughts, him, are not your thoughts. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. My ways are not your ways. So if he who promises has the higher thoughts, don't you think that the promises also guarantees the higher blessings? Are you there? I thought somebody is looking at Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 for us. Verse 8 says, uh, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts, who is speaking there, God, God, are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Says the Lord. So we know it's the Lord speaking. Mm. So when I dare to ask, I am asking for the expression of his thoughts. I'm asking for the expressions of the things that he has promised. His promise will always be greater than my own promise. Either for myself or for somebody else. I want you to get something. And that is very simple. The more you recognize that God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts... It will change the way you look at your situations. So when you come to the place of meditation, the first thing should be, what's God's thoughts on this? Concerning my situation, what's God saying? What's God's thoughts? There is no law that can constrain the thoughts of God. There is no government that can limit the thoughts of God. There is no power that can restrain the thoughts of God. And he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. They might have ordered a way that they said, this is the way this situation should be resolved. Mm -hmm. 
Governments might have made laws that says this is the way this situation should go. But when God steps into the matter, is the one who changes the orders of kings. Is the one who changes seasons. Is the one who changes governments. Is the one who can remove every obstacle before you. If only you dare to have an expectation and exercise belief. So today, I want you to go home and write down what you are expecting this year. What you are expecting for this decade. Don't just stumble along as if life is supposed to be lived meaninglessly. So, when we talk about expectation, it means that we are fixing our gaze on the blessings. We have an anticipation. We have an eagerness that what God has promised is going to arrive. See, that's what God was doing with Abraham when he changed his name to Abraham. From Abraham to Abraham. So that each time they're calling him, they're calling him father of many nations. He's beginning to see what God has showed him. Your children will be like this. The stars in the sky. That's what expectation is. Expectation means you fix your eyes on the promise. You anticipate the promise. You anticipate your deliverance. You anticipate that God is going to do good by you. God is going to bless you. You not only anticipate it, you say it. My daughters came home this weekend to come and say hello to me. Each one of them, I spoke to them. I said, everything you're going to do this year, I want you to begin to declare I am. I am blessed. I am unstoppable. I am victorious. I am consistent. I am intentional. I am motivated. I am anointed, I am chosen, I am justified, I am delivered, I am blessed, I am a joint heir with Christ, I am sanctified, I am prosperous, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am favored, I am gracious, I am greatly fulfilling my destiny because I am lives on the inside of me. I have over 150 declarations of I am. Because you see, what you don't expect, the likelihood is that you will not say it with your mouth. And when you don't say it with your mouth, you are not fulfilling scriptures. And therefore, it cannot come to pass. Scripture says, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Scripture says that you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. One says you will declare. Another scripture says, I believe, I'm expecting, therefore I have spoken. When you don't speak, you are guaranteeing us that you have no expectation. You are not pregnant with anything. 
that you don't have a strong desire. You see, when we talk about expectation, it's a strong desire. A strong desire. You know that woman with the issue of blood? She had a strong desire. She knows she's not supposed to be where people are. She's a social outcast. She has expended all her money. Going to physicians, nothing. But she heard about the man of Galilee. And she had this strong desire. If I may, for she said, the Bible says, for she said within herself. What are you saying within yourself for this year? That's the level of your expectation. If I may but touch the hem of his garments. What do you want to touch to release virtue into your situation this year? Look at Psalm 20 verse 4 for me and somebody to look at Psalm 37 verse 4 also. Mm -mm. 20. 20. Brother, why do you always hear the wrong passages? Psalm 20, verse 4. Grant thee. Go on, sir. Right. Grant thee according to thy own art. Wait. Um, Wait. Grant thee. Listen, everybody. Grant thee according to what? To thy own art. What art. is it that you want God to grant you this year according to your own heart? See, do you, you see how God works? He says, I will grant thee. According to what is in your heart. What is in your heart that you want him to grant this year? This decade. He says, grant thee according to thy own heart. It didn't say according to the pastor's heart. It didn't say according to the denomination's heart. It didn't say as your, according to your wife's heart or according to your husband's heart. Your own heart. Every man or woman, you stand according to your own heart. What is in your heart? Grant thee according to thy own heart. Read on, sir. And fulfill all thy counsel. And fulfill all thy counsels. One translation says, fulfill all your desires. Sorry? That should be an empty. Right? Yeah. Fulfill all your desires. Now, if you don't have a desire, what does God want to grant you? And make all your plans succeed. Your plans are the overflow of your desire. If you want something, if you desire something, then you start planning. So, he says, a house. It will make all your plans to succeed. What should you be doing? From today, if you have not been doing it, as soon as you get home, first of all, how many bedroom houses are we talking about? It's your choice, so you don't have to embarrass. If you want 20 bedroom houses, that's what you want. It's according to your heart. Don't listen to anybody here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, we have to learn to be specific. I want a six-bedroom house. 
when you write it down and you say it to him, this is the area I want it to be in, it's not just six bedroom house alone. You want six bedroom house with no garden, no front garden, no back garden. Be specific. Do you want it to have one reception, three receptions? Be specific. Do you want the kitchen to be small or the kitchen to be big? Be specific. Which area do you want it in? Now, according to your plan, to make the plan succeed, you now have to start looking. Because how are you going to find the promise of God fulfilled when you're not looking for the hope of Israel? Simon was looking and waiting for the hope because he believed the promise of God. In Luke chapter 2, I think verse 29 to 30. So you start looking. Then people will be saying, Ah, Brother Michael, do you have any money yet? That's not of your business. Absolutely none of your business. You keep looking because it's not you that will work out how the house will be delivered to you. Yours is to be looking for the house. What are you expecting? He will grant according to your heart's desire. And he will fulfill the counsel of your will to you. Make your plan to succeed. But you must be looking for something. Psalm 37 verse 4. And while you're looking at that, before you read that, you know he says he will make your plan to succeed. But the same God who said he will make your plan to succeed, says I know the plans that I have towards you. So when you are serving the Lord, when you are walking in faith, when you are walking in truth and righteousness, God will so align your desires to be in line with his will. And we know that what, sin, what things whoever we ask, when we ask according to his will, we know that he heareth us. And when we hear us, we know that we have the petition, the Bible says, that we desire of him. Are you with me? Right? So God is just looking for us to be like what he has called us to be, his children. Children are ever so expectant that whatever you say to a child you will do, they believe you. Imagine if you tell your child, I'm going to buy some uh, Burger King when I'm coming. And then the child starts saying, Daddy, are you sure? Do you have money? How much have you got? Are you sure you can afford it? There's no child that behaves like that. They will be excited jumping all over the place because you said you're bringing something home. Even when they are grown-up adults. Except you have not been fulfilling your promise. Maybe you have disappointed them so many times that your words no longer have any meaning. <laughs> But God is not like that. Because he says, if ye, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your own children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts of the Holy Spirit to those who ask? That's sevenfold. Delight yourself also in the Lord. In fact, back up to three and read three to five for me. 
Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Okay. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Stop there. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Everybody say feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. That is, God is so faithful that whatever he tells you he will do, he will do. So when he says feed on God's faithfulness, you need to walk through this year believing that God is going to be good to you. You need to speak every day that God is good and good things are going to happen to me. You need to speak every day the best is yet to come because God has reserved the best for me. You need to speak every day that I am blessed and favored because God has surrounded me with favor as a shield. You need to speak that no good things will be withheld from those who walk uprightly. And because I'm walking uprightly in the Lord, good things are coming my way. Promotions are coming my way. Favor are coming my way. Blessings are coming my way. Because my Father has promised, and he who has promised is faithful, he will not fail. Hello. We get in this. Right? We need to charge ourselves up this year and raise our expectation level. Read on. Delight yourself also in the Lord, mm-hmm. and he shall give you the desire of your heart. So the desires of your heart. You see, our desire is very simple. Do you know what the desires of our heart should be? Focus on Christ. Everything that Christ has is yours. If you focus your heart's desire on Christ, if your heart is stayed on Christ, everything that you need is coming to you. That's what you seek. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things that you need will be delivered. It's part of the package. It's your redemption package. It's part of your covenant blessings. Hello? Right? So, our desire is focused on Christ. He will give us the desires of our hearts. When Christ is the desire of your heart and God gives you Christ, you've got everything. Everything that you need is yours. Read on, sir. Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. Yes. And He shall bring it to pass. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. Pass. Is that five or six? That's five. 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 Right? So, he shall bring it to pass. So, let me put it this way. Everything we expect, when it is defined by the promise, God will bring it to pass. Everything that I expect, when it is the promise of God, God will bring it to pass. 
Are you with me? So God is saying to us, I have set before you an open door this year. I expect you to go through the door of blessings. I expect you to walk into destiny. I expect you to walk into promotions. I expect you to walk into your salvations and deliverances and prosperity because I have set an open door before you. I have called you my anointed and I have opened the double leaf gates before you. But you must enter because you expect to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You cannot keep standing by the door and looking at an open door and not expect abundance behind the door. When God opens the door, everything that you need is inside. You must go in and possess the land. You must go in and receive your blessings. You must go in and take what is rightfully yours. I expect good things to happen for me in 2020. Now, let me round up because I know time is, I need to, to, to stop there now. What time? Nine o'clock? Oh, okay. So let me be mindful of that so that I don't go. Somebody to read the message for me. Give me Romans 15, verse 13. Romans. 15, verse 13, the message. <coughs> and Brother D, MSG. MSG, can you look at Proverbs 10, 24, and then Proverbs 13, um, 12, for me. 10, 24, and 13, 12. 10, 24. Proverbs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's start with yours first, and then Bratunde will read the message for me in Romans 15, 13. Very quickly, we've got three minutes to get through. Has somebody has found it? Proverbs 10, 24. Read. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, mm -hmm. and the desire of the righteous will be granted. The desires of the righteous will be granted. Read to verse 25 for me. Everyone say, my desires, my my desires, desires will, be granted. will be granted. I will desire good things. I will desire good things. I will desire things in line with the word of God. I will desire things in line with the word of God. I will desire the promises of God for my life. I will desire the promises of God for my life. And God is faithful. And God is faithful. He will fulfill his promises to me. He will fulfill his promises to me. Verse 25. When the whirlwind passes by, mm -hmm. the wicked is no more. Yes. But the righteous has an everlasting foundation. The righteous has an everlasting foundation. The foundation that you have is very simply this for this year. And it's an everlasting foundation. 
it is the foundation of the integrity of the word of God. For wherever, O Lord, thy word is settled. If God said it, God will do it. Right? God will do it. God is faithful to his word. God is a keeper of his word. So if God has said it, it is certain that God will bring it to pass. In Isaiah 55 that we looked at earlier on, he says, My word which has gone forth out of my mouth will not return unto me void without accomplishing that which I sent it to do. Or that which I purpose, in the translation says. Right? God's word is an accomplishing word. Are you with me? God will accomplish the word that he puts inside of you when you have an expectation of good and great things from God. Read um, Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. When the desire comes. But when the... Did you see that? Did you see that there is a connection between hope and desire? You can't have hope when you have no desire. Hope deferred make the heart sick. But when the desire comes, what happens? It is a tree of life. It is a tree of life. It means that when there is no desire, the tree has withered. It's a tree of death. It's a tree of survival. It's a tree of going through the motions of living even though we are dead. But when desire comes, can you imagine Sarah? 90 year old, she's giving up, 89, she's giving up. But when desire came, she found Father Abraham at 100 attractive or 99. Right? It has ceased to be with her according to the manner of women. But we know that the, the two of them got it together, otherwise, Isaac wouldn't have come. Desire came forth. Is the same thing for everything you expect in this year. Desire must spring from within you. Amen? Amen. Desire must spring from within you. So, in order for desire to be effective, it will release hope. And this is the beauty of hope. Read Romans 15, 13. In the message of us. And we stop there. Oh, may the God of bring up for you with joy. May the God of green hope, green hope. I want you to listen. May the God of green hope. Everybody say green hope. Green, green hope. hope. When we say green, when you say something is green, what does it mean? It's alive. It's alive. It's fresh. It's fresh. It's young. It's young. Those are very good words, Luster. right? Sorry. Luster. Yes. So he's talking. In fact, when I think of green, I think of chlorophyll. Because chlorophyll is what you find in green leaves that attract sunshine. So he's talking about the hope that has received light, green hope, that has received the light of the word of God, the entrance of the word of God, it has quickened that hope because there is now a desire that has come alive, that has become a tree of life. Suddenly, hope has sprung forth. 
So he says, may the God of green hope, the God who can give you the seed of expectations, the God who can give you the desire to anticipate, to crave, to want something so badly that suddenly life springs up on the inside of you in 2020. Read on. May the God of great hope fill you with joy. Feed you with joy. This is how I know that my expectation and the desires of God is now alive in me. Suddenly there will be a joy in me. Irrespective of what I am seeing before my physical eyes, there is joy on the inside because I know God cannot fail. Read on. Fill you with peace. Fill you with peace. Not only will I have joy, the joy releases the spring and the strength on my feet for the joy of the Lord is my strength. But he also fills me with peace because he will keep in perfect peace him whose heart is stayed on him. Are you with me? And those who put their trust in him will never be ashamed. The peace of God will mount God. He will garrison my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus because I know that God is going to do what he says he will do. Read on, sir. So that your believing lives. So that your believing lives. Filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit. Filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 5, 5, he says that he has poured a shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hope in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Read on. We bring over with hope. We bring over with hope. See, let me tell you. You cannot have anything you don't hope for. You cannot have anything you do not expect. And when there is no expectation, there is no hope. Bow your heads with me. And I want you to pray simple prayer tonight. Lord, increase my expectation. Lord, increase my expectation. The second thing, Lord, Increase my faith. And the third thing is, Lord, enlarge my vision. See, when you see God in his greatness, you will expect great things. Tell him, Lord, I expect great things from you in 2020. I expect miraculous things in 2020. I expect unimaginable things in 2020. I expect mighty things in 2020. I expect you to arise through your divine power and affirm your promises. I expect to see the strong yes of Jesus over every word that you speak to me in 2020. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for the way you've led us tonight. Lord, as we go forth and we write our expectations and we meditate on them, I ask that your spirit will brood over them, brood over each and every one of us. I ask that you will increase our faith, that you will enlarge our vision. I ask my Father and my God, that you will enlarge our capacities to receive more of you. I ask, Lord, that you will give us hope that does not make us shamed. I ask my Father and my God that you will stretch us, you will expand us, 
you make us to begin to expect great and mighty things, unimaginable things, until we see your power that leads to super abundance in our lives, that leads to overflowing and above all measure in every area of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you because it is settled. Thank you for those who are not here. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. As your people go, I ask Holy Spirit that you will stir this word up in our hearts Amen. and that we will begin to profit from them Amen. so that your name will be glorified. Amen. Thank you for healing that has taken place here right now. Thank you, Thank you for deliverance that's taking place. Thank, Thank you, you for doors that's been opened for your people. Thank, Thank, you, Thank you for great and mighty things that you will do with us this year. We Lord. give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Amen. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.